Newaukee Night Market is so unique. It's so different from any other event. Oh my God. I love the entire Newaukee team and they know this. Um, and I've told them this, but like, we're just so grateful that we have a group of individuals who thinks completely outside the box, who takes these like abstract ideas and doesn't listen to anyone say, you can't do that here. It won't work. It's not going to happen and does it and kills it. it. We knew if we wanted to launch something, it had to be at Night Market. Welcome to Bridge the City, a podcast recorded in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Our mission is to bridge together people, resources, and ideas that inspire Milwaukee to action. I'm your host, Benjamin Rangel, and today we have a unique episode for you all. Today we are going to go behind the scenes for an event. Uh, Many of you have probably spent some time at the Milwaukee Night Market, but this episode is your opportunity to learn and hear about one of Milwaukee's best events from, from a perspective you've never heard before. We speak with Rita Demerit, who is the director of events at Milwaukee and the one in charge of executing an event at the heart of the city, downtown Milwaukee, where over 15,000 people shop, eat, and dance. However, we don't just hear from Rita about how she accomplishes all this with her team at Milwaukee. We also speak with three vendors, the three you heard in the intro, Matt and Alexa with Meat on the Street, Caitlin and Yvonne with Cuatro Uno Cuatro, and Amy from Triciclo Peru. If you like what you hear, if you learn something new about our city, or if you're excited about the night market, consider becoming a supporter of Bridge the City podcast through Patreon at patreon.com slash bridge the city. We'd love to have some more patrons on there. You get some cool swag as well if you become a monthly patron. But first, let's hear from the woman who brings thousands of people together, hundreds of vendors for one of Milwaukee's best events. My name is Rita Demerit, and I am the director of events at Milwaukee. And then what is your specific role in the night market? Because that's what we're here to talk about today. Um, Yeah, my role for the night market is um, pretty much most of the production aspect of it. So like uh, coordinating all the vendors, getting the permits to shut down the street, porta potties, security, dumpsters, cleaning crew, I mean, we were talking, we had a meeting, Bridges City Works with Milwaukee for our political open mics. If you don't know what those are, listeners, check those out. But we were talking and I was like, let's do an episode on the night market. I think it'd be really cool for listeners to have a behind the scenes listen on uh, what happens. And it wasn't Jeremy who uh, was recommended, but you, <laughs> right, no, uh, yeah. to talk about it. Uh, so I think that means you have an important role in mm-hmm. executing the night market. But if you have a friend or someone from not from Milwaukee who's unfamiliar with the night market, what's your pitch to them? How do you like describe it to people to get them engaged? Gotcha. So we basically tout the night market as a collision of all things that Milwaukee has to offer. So if you attend the night market, you'll see pretty much every walk of life from the community, um, business-wise, culture-wise, pretty much all of them local to Milwaukee or the surrounding area doing all sorts of food, arts, crafts, home goods, pretty much anything you can think of you'll find there. Yeah, so let's get a little bit more tangible for our listeners. Name some of the the food vendors that you might find at the night market. Um, Meat on the street. They do great Filipino food. Uh, Foxfire, they have my favorite fried chicken sandwich. (laughs) Um, Iron Grate has amazing barbecue. Uh, Screama's Pizza does wood-fired pizza on site. They bring their whole oven out. Um, Junior Smoked 
Project Barbecue is also just some of the best barbecue you'll have in the city. And then There's how many? Dozens. Yeah, yeah. How many total vendors then? Um, 131 okay. were at the last so, one. Yeah, that's huge. Yeah. That's huge. How does that compare to like previous years, or maybe if if you remember the early years, the night market? How how has wow. it grown? Well, I'd say the first year of the night market, I think we had 50 vendors. We were on a much smaller footprint as well. So when we doubled the footprint the following year, uh, we doubled the amount of vendors and it's been growing every single time. That's amazing. And then we were talking a little bit before the interview and you had mentioned that the most recent night market, there were close to 20,000 people. We think so. Okay. Um, Based on uh, some numbers we have from last year and uh, bar sales and stuff like that, we get a, we get an estimate from our vendors on how much they make. And um, that's kind of what we base our attendance off of. It's hard to tell obviously, but yeah, no, that's, that's huge though. Yeah. Right. Like it's, and then I think most, most Milwaukeeans will know of the night market by now, especially Mm -hmm. if 20,000 people are are showing up. Somebody (laughs) has either been there as a friend that's gone there. So they generally know, but just in case we have, some non-Milwaukeeans listening, the night market is located still on Wisconsin, mm-hmm. correct, right? Yep. Um, and in front of the Grand Avenue Mall? Yes, okay. the Avenue now. Oh, the Avenue. The Avenue. Okay, <laughs> so there's a name change. Clearly, I haven't uh, been as up to date with the changes at the, at the Avenue. Lots of renovations. Uh, but... If people remember, people who were longtime Milwaukee residents, you might remember the Grand Avenue Mall as a staple of Milwaukee where, you know, thousands of visitors would come each month. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then it, it sort of quieted down over the last dozen years or so. I, I, you know, I don't know exactly what led to the the downfall. I think malls across America have generally done so, poorly, yeah, right? I think so, it's a trending um, thing. But I mentioned that because the night market has been an opportunity for people to, to reacclimate to that part of the city mm-hmm. and to, and to go to that part of the city. So yeah. was it very intentional to, to have it at that location? It was super intentional. Newaukee was actually, uh, located, our offices were located in the Grand Avenue, Grand Avenue mall for about, I think it was six years. We were under TJ Maxx and then we moved a few more times throughout the mall while we were living there. Um, and we were also part of the West Wisconsin Avenue um, task force. So it was very intentional to have it on West Wisconsin Avenue. Kind of people referred to it as the artery of the city, kind of like the, the downtown is always the city's main place. And ours kind of felt a little sad. So we wanted to breathe life back into it, especially in the evening, because people work downtown, they hang out during the day, but then when they're done with work, they flee. (laughs) So we wanted to create an experience, uh, for families to come back downtown, um, and experience downtown Milwaukee at night. No. And that's wonderful. And it's one of my favorite events for sure. Uh, and you mentioned the artery of the city being Wisconsin. I think when we had the mayor on mayor Barrett also, uh, mentioned the downtown as the artery, sort of using the heart metaphor. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were talking a little bit before about the the inception of the night market, how it was conceived. Uh, can you go into a little detail about that? Because I think there might have been some mayoral involvement yes. there, right? <laughs> yeah. So uh, the mayor's task force kind of tasked Milwaukee to create an event. Uh, this was six years ago? It was six years ago. 2014 was the first year of the night market. Uh, so we created this, we had a lot of ideas for a number of different things we wanted to do. And we ended up landing on the night market idea as a way to uh, kind of inject a number of different things into one event to showcase what Milwaukee has to offer and specifically feature it in the downtown area. So uh, there's retail, there's arts, there's food, there's music, there's 
gyms involved. <laughs> so it's we wanted to create something that had something for everybody. Podcasts. Podcasts, yeah. Yes, <laughs> Poetry reading, literally yeah. everything. So we wanted to show that all of these things can still thrive in the downtown area. That's really great. And uh, going kind of going away from the history of the, of the night market itself and, and sort of the why behind it, I want to shift towards more questions specific to your role, maybe, or just like your perspective on planning the night market. And specifically, you mentioned like performances, a ton of venue or a ton of uh, food uh, offered there. Is there a favorite uh, a thing that happened or happens at the night market that, that you just love to see or be a part of? That's a really good question. I'd say my favorite parts of the night are the performances. Um, we feature them in the like kind of main intersection at 3rd and Wisconsin, which is the heart of the night market, really. It's where we end up with a dance party at the end of the night, and it's where all of these performances kind of pop up. And we try to pull from every corner of Milwaukee to find these people to perform. So for the July market, we had the Milwaukee rep, a couple of their performers doing songs for the upcoming West Side Story. And then we had um, a school doing a drum and dance for peace performance. And we, uh, we have the Milwaukee Flyers come a lot. So that's obviously a very visual and stressful performance with all these people flying through the air um and just the music i think is probably my favorite part we work with true school which is a nonprofit organization that we were neighbors with when we were in the mall and we've worked with them since the inception of the night market they provided our music and it's awesome to see these young people be able to get an entire event like the energy is just insane and people that's one of the biggest compliments we, we get is the yeah. music. Yeah. And so I think that's kind of the thing that brings everyone together because everybody's dancing yeah. in the street with each other and there's like weird mascots out there that end up dancing. And it's kind of the, the feature of the night market to me yeah. is that dance floor area. I would agree. Having, having been a few times, you have the vendors sort of splitting off from that dance floor area, but you know, you can always like go back to the center there where the DJ is and expect something fun to be happening yeah, or people just to be dancing. There. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's really great. So, uh, performances are your favorite. Let's think about the most challenging part of executing the night oh, market goodness. for you. <laughs> um, I would say just, the coordination of all of the different people involved. So, I mean, we have like a hundred some vendors at each one. And so they each individually need to get in the, into the process of the application, the approval, the payment, and then designing the layout for each one and getting, disseminating that information to everyone, making sure they know where they need to go and when they need to be there and what kind of power they need. I'd say it's the biggest part of the night market in general. So I would say that by default, it's the most complicated, but. Yeah. And then, so is the night market the largest Milwaukee event that happens? I think at this point it is. There's some other big ones like uh, the Urban Island Beach Party, which is one of our longest running events. And then obviously Young Professional Week. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just spread out throughout the week. So that's obviously enormous too. But it's this is the most yeah. concentrated. Yeah. And then event it happens four months out of the year yep june through september wow that is a lot and then i just want people to be aware of how much work you're doing here how <laughs> how large is the new team um we have five full-time staff 
okay. an intern and then a part-time videographer photographer okay yeah and there are there other events happening um like a new Milwaukee's executing other events in between the night markets right everything oh just yeah doesn't, right we have two events this week two events next week yeah yeah Pod- we have about podcast recording right now right <laughs> yeah we're um, busy yeah, so that's that's a huge lift, uh, and it happens with uh, just a handful of people, mm-hmm. including yourself, and that's that's amazing. And I, I say that because Bridges City is is about action and getting things done for the city. And I really believe in Bridges City. I, I think would agree that the team would agree that the night market is something that's a net positive for the mm-hmm. city. Right? Yeah. It brings uh, it brings money into vendors' pockets, small businesses especially. It is a way to showcase art and other creatives throughout the city, um, and then just like really bring people together from a diverse background. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of events in Milwaukee, uh, sometimes because of the nature of the, ci- the city and segregation, uh, some events will be hosted or executed, uh, but the, the turnout itself mm-hmm. is very homogenous. Yes. The night market is not that, Mm-mm. I would say. And that's I, I'm proud that Milwaukee has the night market, so thank you. <laughs> um, but also amazing stuff. And at Bridges City, we like when people just do things for the city, and I, I feel like this is one of those big action steps that's like execute a night market for four times a, a year with 20,000 people and over 120 vendors. That's that, that that's a big action step. So is there any intentionality or uh, by Milwaukee or the staff around like making the night market, the night market more equitable or as, as equitable as possible? Yeah. So I guess I'd say that we make sure that our offering of vendors is very diverse. Um, and it's not just all the same, like jewelry vendors and the same people that you see everywhere that aren't probably aren't even local. And so we make sure that we're pulling people from the city and their small businesses to feature them at the market. And we do as much as we can to feature them, like on social media, leading up to it, promoting their businesses, stuff like that, to make sure that they're also having a successful night there. So we make sure our, our vendor pool is is diverse and reflects the businesses and the people that are here. Um, it, it's equitable. Is it like it's it's free? Anybody yeah, no, can go. Huge. So again, you don't have to buy stuff to go there. You can just go and enjoy yourself and dance. And there are a lot of vendors that um, specifically are sponsors that give away free food and drinks and stuff like that. So you can go and eat for free if you don't have money to spend yeah. on something like that. I mean, I think those are two huge things. I didn't like stop to think about that that price tag, the, the entry fee or the lack thereof, I should say. Knowing that Milwaukee is a city of festivals, uh, we have tons of festivals every weekend, uh, tons of like things to do, but a lot of that stuff costs money. Mm-hmm. Uh, even if it's you know 10 or 15 bucks here or yeah. there, that could be an obstacle for someone to experience an event. And the night market is one of the best events in the city, and it's the fact that it's free. That's, yeah. that's huge. And, we want and no barrier accessible. to entry. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you can't have barriers to letting people have a, an amazing time, no. right? <laughs> so we have two night markets left this summer. Next one is August 14th, and then the final one is September 11th. They are 5 to 10 p.m. on uh, Wednesday nights, <laughs> and it's located on West Wisconsin Avenue between Plankinton and Val Phillips. Uh, you can find out more information on Milwaukee's website, or you could just Google Milwaukee Night Market. It'll be the first thing that pops up. Um, or on Eventbrite, you can register if you'd like. 
and do people need to register? They don't. Okay. No. And, and it's free. Just to reemphasize that. It's free. It that. is free. Um, and don't drive if you can help it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess one really cool part about the fact that it's downtown is that I feel like a lot of events, uh, well, not a ton, but like uh, thinking of like the state fair and where that's located or like Brewers Games where the stadium's located, mm-hmm. they're outside of the city. Islands, yeah. Yeah. And this is something that is in the center of the city, which really encourages people to to come check it out, which is great. What what might the night market look like going forward? Do you do you have any ideas or innovations that you're looking forward to try or anything you can hmm. you can uh, share with the listeners? We don't have any innovations yet. Okay. Um, I know Jeremy was looking at this giant inflatable moon. Ooh. <laughs> we're well, leave it to, to Jeremy. <laughs> that, think of some some innovative things. We're trying to talk him down from that right now, but um, we're going to continue to grow, whether that means um, expanding the footprint, figuring out how to jam more people into what we're using right now. Um, we don't see any signs of it stopping or slowing down. So you can expect to be going to the night market for hopefully years to come. I look forward to that. first night market vendor you'll hear from are siblings Matt and Alexa Alfaro who brought their dad's Filipino recipes to life into the night market through meat on the street. I'm Matt Alfaro. Alexa Alfaro and our business is meat on the street. Okay meat on the street Uh, how was it conceived whose idea was it Um, when was it uh, conceived of yeah Let's talk about that. The inception of Meat on the Street. The beginning of Meat on the Street. Um, Meat on the Street officially launched on June 26th of 2014. We just celebrated our five years last month. Um, So that was awesome. How it came to be, I was in engineering school and doing an engineering internship. And through my summer project, I um, found a company was losing like an excessive amount of money. And I was just like, okay, if you can lose money and like be kind of chill about it, like I can run a business. I was very naive in my young 20s. So I started researching things. Um, I dropped out of school, quit my internship, and then I pitched it to my parents. And luckily enough, they let me live. um, And they then ended up investing in um, our food truck. And then now present day, we have a food truck. We do tent pop-ups. And then we also have a food stall in the up-and-coming Pabst Brewery neighborhood. Oh, nice. And then, Matt, how are you... If Alexa, this sounds like it was maybe your idea, and then Matt, did you get roped in somehow, or like how did that work out? A little of both. I was a 19-year-old at the time, just graduated high school, going to college, and just noticing that I really wasn't for the college lifestyle in my eyes. I just didn't enjoy the school and all that. Always loved cooking, always was in the kitchen with my dad, learning how to cook, new ways to cook, and she was like, Matt, you want to do this and see how it goes? And I was like, let's do it and see where it takes us. I mean, I pitched to my parents. I was like, yeah, me and Matt can run the food truck. It'll be great. And like, yeah, yeah Matt just kind of, Matt definitely was just kind of like, hey, you're going to do this with your sister like full time. So get ready. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That. Well, it sounds like you two have a pretty solid relationship to to start a, a business really together, right? Um, so food truck is how you started, mm-hmm. correct? And then now you have a bunch of other things. But the reason we're here today is to talk about your involvement with the night market. Uh, the night market, uh, as our listeners heard uh, Rita talk about, is this amazing opportunity for vendors and businesses, people from the community to come in and sell whatever it is 
they're making or, or, or cooking in your case, um, but also for the community to come together to, to try new foods and things like that. So uh, talk a little bit about your relationship with the night market. I know before we started recording, you talked a little bit about how your first ever big event was at the night market. So bring us back to then five years ago or so. What was that like? How did you get involved in the night market and what did that mean for the company? Um, okay, so... The first ever night market, um, one, my cousin saw this like thing on the internet and then sent me an email like, you should check this out. It's going to be big. And like, it was the first one ever. And I was like, it's like my aunt essentially. And I'm like, oh, just kind of rolling my eyes. I'm like, whatever, I'll reach out. We'll do it. Fine. So we get there, they park us and I'm texting my mom. I'm like, we're in a horrible parking spot. Like, I just don't think we're going to do well. So our my first year, I have no idea what to expect, but like, I thought I knew it all then. Um, so anyways, my mom and my aunt decided to come down to the night market because they wanted to just support us and they thought what we were doing was so cool and they're just like our biggest fans and cheerleaders and um, we're very grateful for that. But as they're walking up, they're walking up from the backside of the truck so they have no idea what's going on up front and as they're walking up, they're like talking and my aunt's like, well, uh, you know, I'm going to spend at least $40 so they'll have that in sales. It'll be good. You know, it's okay. And once they turn the corner, no joke, we have a line of well over 50 people. Wow. It's Matt and I. We've never had a line oh, of 50 oh, just people. The two of you? Yes, yeah. yeah. We didn't have anyone in the beginning. It was just us two. Yeah. It was just us. So, like, we're losing it. And I'm like, I don't even know what to do because, like, we're so slammed. I've never experienced this before. He's looking at me, and I'm like, okay, just one person at a time. Like, we're going to figure out how to do this. My mom and my aunt walk the corner, look at me, and I'm like, get on the truck, get on the truck. So, like, <laughs> at the end of the night, like, we shut the window. We're all, like, looking at each other, like, what just happened? And, like, my aunt is, like, scraping out the scraps of whatever because she's so hungry. And, like, that was our first ever sellout. And we sold out in, like, two and a half hours at that night market. And I was like, Rita, I'm like, oh, my God, they're going to hate me. I'm like, I'm so sorry. Like, we just didn't plan on it being this busy. And she's like, me either. Like, congrats. That's awesome. Like, this is chaos. But, like, we're going to get it better next time. And then, yeah, we've been at every single night market they've ever had since. Yeah, that's that's an awesome story. What did that mean for Meet on the Street to uh, have your first big event at the night market and sell out? What did that mean for the company? It was just pretty crazy to see that there was so much opportunity at the end of the day, just not knowing just not knowing where it was to where it was going. Yeah. Like first event we popped up, she had a wedding that day actually, so it was me, my dad and my brother. So we yeah, popped up We popped up at Red Arrow. And we were like, oh, we did, we did $200. Like, yeah, that's awesome. And then we went into the night market, and we were like, there's so much more possible. Like, the city will take it in a different route. It's so cool to see people try new things. Because Filipino food around here is so unheard of in my eyes. Yeah, and that's sort of where my next question was going to come. Um, I think I've seen you all at Schlitz Park. Are you there sometimes? Okay. A couple of previous years we okay. have been. Um, I used to work uh, out of Schlitz Park, so um, I... I can't say for sure if I remember exactly what I ordered there, if I, if I got something, but tell the listeners what it is that you all are selling or what's the most popular item meat on the street sells or like what is the cuisine itself, yeah. So we're a Filipino food truck. All of our dad's family's recipes from the Philippines, actually, he taught me when I was younger and still teaching me to this day. We have dishes like bowls with rice on bottom, meat on top, proteins, and then we have a marinated meat skewer and a family recipe. And then one of our most popular dishes is the pork adobo, or the OG now. It's slow-cooked pork and soy sauce, vinegar, whole peppercorn, and bay leaves. And then on the bottom, it's served with rice as well. This may be the stupidest question you've ever been asked, but are there any vegetarian options? Go. Cool. 
Yes. Okay. Yes. I'm, a, I'm, I'm not eating meat, and the name is Meat on the Street, I so I was uh, embarrassed to ask. No, but, uh, don't be embarrassed. Okay, so there are some veggie options yes. as well. Yes. That's good for the listeners, too, yeah. in case they're out there. In the beginning at the night market, we'd have people come up, and they're like, it's so funny, I'm vegan. And like, one, you're the only place offering a vegan option, which is just crazy. Oh, and so the, from the beginning, yes, you're offering yeah. vegan. Because my mom is like, we, we're all big meat eaters in my family, except for my mom. She eats plant-based and carbs essentially like she doesn't prefer meat while we all crave it um and she's like lexi you need to have something on here even if it's just one thing like people that don't eat meat shouldn't have to like work hard to find something and like just because we're meat on the street doesn't mean like we embrace all walks of life so we embrace all palates of life too like just because you don't eat meat doesn't mean like you can't eat good food um so yeah we have vegan dishes and people at the night market to this day are like you have my favorite vegan dish and it just like cracks me up because you guys are meat on the street but like you guys like they're appreciative and it's just funny too now yeah so mm -hmm, no you can eat with us if you're vegan or vegetarian too that's good good to hear i'm excited to see you all at the night market uh going a little bit back to the night market uh what is something you've learned since that very first day you were slammed and sold out in two and a half hours i'm sure you've learned a ton but now when you go to the night market are you both the only ones in the truck now you have other people there do you get to enjoy the night market um no we don't get to enjoy the night market (laughs) (laughs) but if there's like three of us on the truck when it's like five o'clock like someone goes and runs errands or if you want to go get something like you better book it there and back and you don't have time to like look around and browse um for me i love the peaches that come in from georgia that Mm. is like the last night market we did i came in and helped there were two people on the truck and then i came to help out um just for like the busy selling time just to maximize efficiency and keep labor costs down um and my little brother popped up to check it out and i gave him a 20 i was like go buy me all the peaches you can buy with this and like the staff's grateful i'm grateful so like that's the one thing i crave at the night market um what have we learned we've learned that milwaukee likes filipino food one (laughs) two we've learned that um a to prepare for craziness no matter what like that that is one of our best events we have that is one of our favorite events we do and it's our favorite because of how diverse it is mm. and we've learned that Milwaukee has a ton of diversity that can come together and enjoy a common event and have positive vibes and feedback from it um so that's really cool for us to see too because it's so much more than like making money and cranking Filipino food it's more about community and city so we're grateful that Milwaukee even hosts a space that is safe and open and available to all ages all backgrounds all ethnicities you know all wherever you stand and wherever you're welcome to come here yeah and it's as we talked about with rita it's free to go to the night market Mm -hmm. which there's a lot of events that happen throughout the city a lot of festivals and a lot of them have that entrance cost but the night market is uh, right in the middle of the city and free to go too which is great uh if there's a vendor out there who has their own meet on the street idea uh and they're looking to potentially be at the night market what is that process like to be a vendor has it changed over the years is it a lot easier or is it like pretty straightforward for you all since you've been there since the since the beginning um yeah it's super easy one you need to be aware of when that application is going to come out because you have to get it in because they have such an extensive wait list. If it's your first year, fill out that um, application in excruciating detail and include really good pictures of what you're selling so that they can they can be aware and be like, oh, we really want this person. This is cool. Um, if it's your first year. I mean, afterwards, after they get a good working relationship with you, I mean, it's probably one of the easier applications I fill out. One, it's online. Two, it's a forum. So I just go through and like put all my answers in essentially and hit submit and call it a day. It's not like I have to fill out a PDF or anything. So I'm grateful to the Milwaukee team for utilizing technology to the best of its abilities um, and making our lives easier as a vendor. I think it's one of the most chill application processes we do over the summer. 
how do you pitch meat on the street to people you just meet outside of the city or, or what have you? It started with family. Family and food is a really big thing for us at the end of the day. In the kitchen, our parents were always, our whole family was together eating our dad's food that he was cooking for us. So family, food, love is what we live off of. So we just pretty much say it's generations passed down of food that my dad taught us how to grow up eating and just to keep his culture alive, sort of. Yeah. So you mentioned sort of in the beginning, both of you, I think, like learning to cook or Matt, at least you said that uh, you were in the kitchen, some like with your dad. Alexa, is that the same for you? I was in the kitchen with my dad, but I hold a different role. I do not like cooking. I okay. don't have the patience. I don't want to try and figure out when it's done, when it's not done. I get bored watching it cook. That's not my role. However, if you need someone to skewer thousands of meat sticks for you, if you need someone to chop veggies or prep, I'm your girl. I will okay. happily prep for hours. I will do the things that a lot of like chefs and cooks maybe don't enjoy doing. Like I enjoy doing that. Okay. The cooking process. I'm like, eh, whatever. I mean, I, I, I've got it down now cause I've had to, but yes, yeah. was not my forte. But like I grew up in the kitchen rolling egg rolls with my dad. So we make them all from scratch and these are available at our food stall location, but we make the filling. So you got to prep it all. Then you got to cook it. Then you got to let it cool. And back in the day when you were letting it cool, you would then go through and peel apart the wrappers. Cause like Asian ingredients, ingredients on any level are great and they're flavorful and they're awesome and they're executed well but sometimes they're very old school so you'd have all these like freaking wrappers like stuck together and you'd have to be very delicate in peeling them and muscles over here isn't as delicate i don't do stuff like yeah. that i'm ripping them and i get kicked out after like four or so five. like <laughs> that's what i did with my dad is i okay. did like the very meticulous stuff that took time and there was a certain technique and way but that's what we grew up doing in the kitchen together till like two or three in the morning i would like roll egg rolls with them and we'd hang out and talk and that's how i learned about his day and his life growing up in the philippines yeah and so what does your dad think of meat on the street he's so proud of us he's happy to see where it's come from to where it is now he's happy to see his kids doing something they love and they've always we're always grateful our parents are so supportive and have always let us live out our dreams at the end of the day which does mean a lot he's so funny he um it's always been his dream to open up like a food place and instead he went and got an engineering degree so that he could give his kids a better life because my grit my dad grew up in manila so like one pair of shoes from the year they did not have um water pressure thing like Things that we are, for granted, yes, right? we expect that these things be there. Like if you go to a house and they're like, there's no water pressure. You're like, this is against the law. Like, <laughs> in the Philippines, it does not work like that. Like, so he chose a different route to give us a better life. And my mom's like, it's so funny. It's come full circle because they've opened up a food business now and then have given him his, his dreams back. So like, it's kind of interesting yeah. how that's all happened. Um, he's hilarious. He's an old school Filipino man. He walks in that kitchen. He's like, why are you doing this? Why are you doing that? And I'm like, dad. I love you, but like we, things are in place for a reason. He's like, no, 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 you know, and, but he's also willing to work a 60 hour other job and then come in and help us for whatever amount of time we need to. So very, very, very supportive. Thank you, Untitled Art Media, for all the pictures and video work you guys see up on Meet on the Street. That's my buddy, Edwin. He does all our professional photos, videos. Great. Um, two, two personal plugs with Meet on the Street. One, we launched a new dessert called Hollow Hollow. If you don't know what Hollow Hollow is, go to our Facebook page and check out the video that talks about it. It's a 14-ingredient dessert, and it's unlike a lot of American desserts. Um, it's different, and it's perfect on a hot summer day. We make our own flan and ube, which is a sweet purple potato ice cream in-house. 
Two, we are publishing a cookbook called The New Filipino Kitchen. It's available in-house um, or on Amazon Prime. It's a collection of 30 stories and recipes from Filipinos around the world. So the executive chef of the White House is in it. The woman who did the editing is from Norway. So it's just a really cool and different cookbook and something we're very proud to be a part of. Oh, that is really cool. I'm glad you all got a chance to share that with the Market isn't only about food. Listen to what Cuatro Uno Cuatro has to offer. Um, my name is Caitlin Harada. And my name is Ivan Narada. Uh, great. Thank you so much for being on. So this episode is about the Milwaukee Night Market. But before we get into what the Night Market has met, meant for Cuatro Un Cuatro, can you talk a little bit about the inception of the business? How did it start? Where did it come from? About a year ago now, you said? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Basically, it happened at uh, May 5th for uh, Cinco de Mayo. We were just sitting around and kind of laughing at the whole thing because people don't understand what Cinco de Mayo is. Um, I'm actually from Puebla, where the Battle of Puebla, Cinco de Mayo happened. So um, it was just more of what can we do, right? What what, what can we do to kind of like be a part of the growth in Milwaukee and for people to understand a little bit more about the Spanish um, cultures. I guess uh, I started with MK My City and I that was a t-shirt company. Um, I used to print 414 back five, six years ago. And I bought the domain Cuatro No Cuatro about two years ago, two, three years ago. And just May 5th, we were like, why don't we just roll out with a new t-shirt company? Yeah. Um, and that's kind of how it all started. We, we planned for the night market and from there it was just developing the product and trying to figure out exactly what can we do but bring value to our city right yeah and then backing up a little bit too just for listeners who might not be familiar with cuatro and cuatro what is what is the product that you all sell um so we have we started with t-shirts just black basic unisex t-shirts and everything with our logo and then which is an awesome logo. I just want to point that <laughs> Thank out. You. Thank you. Um, is there someone who designed the logo, a friend, or was it one of you two, or how did that work? Ivan did. Yeah, yeah okay. so yeah. we do from photography to design work to just dabbling with any like website stuff, right? Uh, I think that's that's why Cuatro and Cuatro has, has been so strong and started out so strong, too, was we had the logo set, we had our print shop set, we had everything was like let's just get the ball rolling yeah so are you both what would you consider your profession is it is it uh entrepreneurs or are you artists how would you how do you you know call yourself when you meet new people um well i'm actually a therapist social worker okay so you're professionally trained in social work yeah i have my master's in social work and then um i've been doing photography on the side for i don't know like almost like 10 years it feels like now and then and then we brought up the quattro no quattro so it's like half entrepreneur half social worker so do you still practice social work like you you work full-time yes i work full-time as a therapist okay and on top of this have the business okay together that's a lot of work yes oh yeah yeah Yeah, you have yours (laughs) we do we do so many things i mean um with quattro no quattro um my profession is i'm actually a union insulator um so basically, I'm more on the field, but outside of that, then I work on my graphic design stuff, our photography, Cuatro No Cuatro, and we do uh, portrait photography, more lifestyle wedding Weddings, photography. Yeah. So obviously, we bring all of our creativeness together. But yeah, to answer your question, I'd say we're both on the artist side and the entrepreneur side. Yeah, no, right? that's awesome. Um, we're busy. <laughs> we're, we just like to be busy, uh, create projects that 
you know, empower our community, uh, projects that where we can say it brings value to our community. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll, we're always trying to think of the next big step. Like I said, we run MKMI City 2, which is the top Instagram account in Milwaukee. Cuatro No Cuatro is our newest project, but everything has been going so well and hoping we can keep growing all our brands. Yeah, and I think in the beginning you mentioned you two are married, so you're business partners, but also married. Yeah, How yeah. is that relationship? Is is the business ever get in the way or does it help the marriage? I don't know. I'm just curious how that, <laughs> how that dynamic works. Or do you not really think about it? I don't really i'd say it keeps us sane yeah just staying busy we're just yeah if it's not one thing we're we're focusing the next thing and then it just balances our life and i don't know we we like to just go home after busy days and then it's like where are we at with our next with our Mm -hmm. brands right it's like let's keep thinking about the future the next five years the next 12 months whatever it is um and it keeps us on our toes it, it's fun yeah. from vending to creating and launching the next product to our next wedding um mm-hmm. it's it's fun one thing that uh these interviews and about the night market have really shown me is that there's a lot of artists in the city in general and people doing really cool innovative work on top of their everyday lives which i think is a testament that people work hard in the city um so i want to move a little bit to the night market your first ever market was last year's night market. You mentioned when we were talking before we started the interview process. Talk a little bit about what the night market meant for you all as a brand for Cuatro and Cuatro uh, a year ago at that first night market. The reason why we chose the night market, right? Night market brings in about 5,000 people. It was just, if we're going to decide to launch this brand, we got to make sure we go 100% and we do it well, right? And how do you get the most exposure? The night market. So from there, it was, let's just try a small little batch. If the audience picks it up, then we go with it. Um, we didn't, we prom- we had had about a month and a half of promoting it. From, yeah. Well, not even from May 5th to that, to the first establishing June the actual one. business yeah. to yeah, everything. June. Yeah, it was like June Mid-June. 12th, I believe. Yeah. Um, and it was just, let's do it. Let's get our tents. Let's get our tables. Let's get chairs, all the stuff that we're going to need. Um, and let's roll with it. Um, now that's really helpful because one thing I hope listeners get out of this is, is if there are any future entrepreneurs or people interested in starting their own business or or have an idea, they can hear from other entrepreneurs about like the logistics and the setup and the things that take place before like a night market type yeah. event. So you're saying a month before the night market, a little bit more than a month on May fifth, you came up with the idea, mm-hmm. and then from there you. You have to design a logo. You oh. probably have a social media account, right? Yep. You open. Um, what are the steps you take in terms of promoting that social media account? Well, see, a lot of it was basically like starting it. It was, we got the idea. We messed around with it. I already had the domain, obviously. And then from there, it was like, what platform are we going to use for the online store, mm. right? Um, and the purpose was also developing the online store. So when the night market happened, we can drive our audience to that online store. Okay. So people that. are coming yeah. up to you at the night market. They're interested in the brand and you can just point them right there at exactly. that point. So that's really important for listeners to know that like you need to have that domain mm-hmm. ahead of time and you, yep. you have to purchase the domain, right? Exactly. Or, okay, yep. Yeah. And then from there, it's, we want to make sure that all our social medias were aligned. So we yeah, had so grabbing the Quattro No Quattro name, like instantly, mm. that was like Twitter, May 5th before Instagram, we went Facebook, yeah. like make sure that it wasn't taken. Like our only one that's a little Twitter. weird. <laughs> yeah. Twitter is like, we have to have it be like the word Quattro and then the number one in Quattro because Quattro uh, No Quattro was already taken. So that was our only Bridges, one that yeah, was Bridges a City off. had the same thing on oh. Twitter. I think ours is <laughs> okay. Bridges City Podcast, Wisconsin, like W.I., 
Yeah. Mm, because okay. Bridges, or actually it was Bridges City WI, because Bridges City alone was taken. Yeah. So, yeah, I can empathize yeah, with we, that. Yeah, we honestly <laughs> got very lucky that everything is just spot on, cuatro no cuatro. Yeah. Other than just Twitter. Our website, Facebook, Instagram. Beautiful Twitter. website, by the way. Do, is you, that all designed in-house? Do you all do website design and stuff? or? Uh, not necessarily. So one thing for entrepreneurs listening, um, one thing if you're looking into more uh, selling a product, uh, bigcartel.com. Mm. They have templates. You set up your information, and it just works beautiful um you can do transactions there either online or at markets um just product wise you put the product gives you analytics on everything and honestly that's worked so so well for us and we organize our inventory on there so then we both will know at all times like how many shirts are in these sizes there you establish discounts so. so if you want to do like uh discounts for vets for example you put that's M- MKE, and then all of a sudden it's ten percent, twenty percent. Like it's a discount code that people. Yeah, can make it. okay. it's yeah. it's super cool. Makes it very official, you know. Yeah, yeah. And for very, us, it's awesome, easy. And, and it's intuitive for you all on yeah. the on the entrepreneur side of things. That's really good to know. Um, so the night market must have been successful. You're here now, a year later, <laughs> yes. uh, at the night market again. I'm I'm assuming you were at the last night market. Yes. Going to yes. be at the next one. Yep. Yes. Yep. And the one after that, right? Yep. Okay. We'll so be at every single night market we can. Th- yeah. That's super exciting. Uh, tell me a little bit about how you all were received that first night market and then in the months uh following by the community here in milwaukee um i think it we sold out yeah we sold out that's huge we sold out that day night market so it was just kind of crazy seeing how many people were so interested and then just hearing all the comments of wow we haven't seen a 414 in spanish we haven't seen a shirt like that yet and then we that's what we realized on like we May had 5th something also yeah mm-hmm. yeah we had something and that we don't really have it in another language you see so many like milwaukee pride shirts and milwaukee like 414 everything but we we're like well there's no quadro no quadro so. yeah yeah and then obviously from there every night market we're we're restocking, but more and more and more. And we kept selling out every night market. And then we hit up a different market, uh, Fifth Street Festival, and we sold out. And that's Fifth Street Festival gave us too. the opportunity to come up with hoodies now, oh, you yeah. know, yeah, more expensive, dope. everything. And we're like, we sold out on that. And then every time we just kept selling out, and we're like, okay. And then we wanted to <laughs> make it, well. yeah, a little bit more like diverse. We got women's fit shirts then, and then we got. It just um, opened up a colors. whole different world yeah. for us because, yeah, we were able to ex- expand our product line. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, like we mentioned a little earlier, um, we have endless amounts of products now and accessories. So that's awesome. Um, people are, you know, they, they accepted the brand. They, they're more than. Um, uh, supportive of what we do in just a you can say Latino community in Milwaukee yeah. and they, they want to show their support through purchasing our shirts or just saying you know um, we see you I think that's a big one yeah I know that's super important providing empowering uh, even just consumers right you're yeah. talking about the fact that Cuatro Uno Cuatro 414 right the uh, area code of the city something very simple people represent 414 all the time but and there's a huge Spanish speaking population here in the city yeah. a proud Spanish and uh, just Latinx community in general, and nothing in Spanish related to Milwaukee Pride, right? Or at least nothing right. uh, super accessible for the consumer. So that's great. So what is one thing that, like, the biggest thing you've learned, either through Cuatro Uno Cuatro or any other business or entrepreneurial project that you've all had? Like a piece of a piece of advice I think you'd give uh, to other entrepreneurs in the city. To maybe, like, do something that you feel like is going to 
bring more people together and everything. That's something I really noticed with the brand because we have a lot of like, even just like families, we've made like exclusive discount codes for these like really huge families that are continuing to like buy our product and just really love supporting coming to all of our own events that we've been throwing in addition to have going to the night market so having something that a lot of people like i don't know really feel like they can connect with Mm -hmm. i'd say to collaboration right um our our big thing with us it's collaboration has brought us so much more support from partnerships with uh one of our main uh, partners and friends la finca coffee house um they've allowed us to have our t-shirts or our products in their stores and we actually create our own markets um we call mercaditos and that that's been growing big time and we've been creating this same platform for other um businesses more on the south side you can say that just need that platform that Mm -hmm. they have an idea or they have a product but they're a little too nervous to hit the 5,000 platform of New Milwaukee night markets. Yeah, and we have um, a good diversity with our Mercaditos. Yes. A lot more like Latino businesses that are selling at ours, but um, everything's kinda- handmade. This is amazing. A great conversation so far, but I do want to focus a little bit more on the night market since that's why we are talking yeah. <laughs> to you all. Um, talk a little bit about the process of getting involved in in the night market uh how straightforward was the application how helpful is new in that process yeah so i actually uh i actually kind of worked for new when they first started okay so we have a very good relationship with them um and it was just it, we knew if we wanted to launch something it had to be at the night market so you're um, just reaching out to jeremy or rita or someone yeah, or, yeah. to angela okay, okay. Out to angela she set me up with rita we've known them so it was just really nice and um, once you got the spot, I mean, application process, they do an incredible job with that. The They're online very process is online super process, nice, yeah. The payment processing of it, very super organized. easy, extremely organized. You know, you got your map set up for you. You got your load in times, all that. I mean, parking passes, you yeah, got the parking spots. That's a big one. Oh, wow. You all area. as vendors have parking. Yeah. As well. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that's been kind of nice. Uh, they're super organized. Um, yeah, no, they made it super easy for us. And again, a lot of it is just, you got 5,000 people, it's how do you attract them? Yeah, I think actually the the July, uh, the June one was rained out. Right. Right. So yes. the July one, I think they recorded close to 15,000 people in oh. and out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so it's, so it's huge. Yeah, yeah, no, it's definitely grown a lot. And it's an amazing resource for the city. Um, especially for entrepreneurs, even thinking about how smaller businesses might be intimidated by that. Yeah. You're less intimidated though, if there's organization, if there's someone on the other right. side at Milwaukee, yeah. like Big Rita, time. who can, you know, talk to you and help you through the process. That's great. So this event has thousands of guests, 130 vendors, Filipino food, the dopest t-shirts, hoodies, and hats, and delicious empanadas. Our producer, Sam Woods, got to sit down with Amy Nahr, who with Mario Diaz, her husband, are the owners and creators of Triciclo Peru. Ciclo Peru, um, Milwaukee, with my husband Mario Diaz. We um, make Peruvian empanadas. Mm-hmm. We had our food truck for about two and a half years. Um, we moved to Milwaukee together um, after moving from Peru and realizing that there's not a lot of Peruvian food in Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we wanted to change that. Peru's cuisine is um, world, you sure. know, award winning yeah. and world renowned. 
Um, and so we wanted to bring that culture and cuisine to Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. Empanadas are a street food, a very common street snack in Peru. You can find them at the bus stop, um, on the way to work. They're everywhere. Um, peddlers selling them on every corner pretty much. Um, and they're so versatile because really all you need to do is perfect the crust yeah, right. and then you, and then you fill anything. Yeah. yeah, exactly. You can put anything inside. So that's been fun for us is bringing all those different Peruvian mm-hmm. dishes and putting them into empanadas so that mm-hmm. people in Milwaukee can really experience Peru, um, and we can talk about the different plates and think where these, you know, different dishes came from, if it was the mountains or the jungle and, um, and really deliver it in our vehicle of sure. the empanada. So, yeah. Um, you mentioned empanadas are street food and, and a lot of, I think a lot of Peruvian cuisine, I think you said was mm-hmm. uh, also kind of like lends itself to the, like the, the street environment. Um, mm-hmm. does, does Tree Ciclopi have a, uh, um, have a brick and mortar like establishment or is it just pure like food truck? So we're bu- actually building a restaurant on 38th and Fleet. Okay. Um, we'll be open this fall. Um, so we are excited for our brick and mortar. Of course, having a food truck in the winter in Wisconsin is not easy. And yeah. that's kind of where that's coming <laughs> from is um, right. trying to be able to deliver our product to our customers mm-hmm. 12 months of the year. Um, but the reason that we started as a food truck was really that it is um, – a tribute to the working class in, in Peru. Um, my husband being Peruvian and moving to a new country, um, really wanted to pay homage to that um, that working class that um, really moves the country in Peru. I mean, peddlers in the street, um, you know, working to make a living for their families. That's really eighty percent of the businesses in, in Peru um, are that are those people that are they're such hard workers and um, have honestly the best food the best food is in the street right. um and so our food truck kind of represents that for us and hence the name triciclo peru mm-hmm. um triciclo means tricycle in spanish um and so and that's what a lot of the peddlers use as a, a makeshift tricycle with a basket on the front selling bread or empanadas or mm-hmm. fruit or whatever it may be um so that's kind of where that came from sure one of the places you've been at was the was the Milwaukee night market mm-hmm. right Can yes. you tell me a little bit about like how either how that like came to be maybe it's the same similar kind of like application process but how yeah. they came to be and then also like what that what you know what those kind of like large like social events mean to like a smaller business for sure um, yes new walkie night market has been one of our favorite events since the beginning um i believe we contacted them at first to get on that list Mm -hmm. and we were really excited when they accepted us um we've done so many different events throughout the city farmers markets especially on mm-hmm. you know weekend mornings okay. um and it's just really new walkie night market is so unique it's so different from any other event um it's just a different concept a different culture i really love um the fact that it brings milwaukee together um it's right downtown it's in the middle of everything and yep. every type of person comes out um to experience all the different food and culture and colors and yep. music and art and everything that milwaukee has to offer and so it really is just a different vibe. Um, everyone's so happy all the time mm-hmm. and excited to try new things and, you know, partying. And so um, it's meant a lot to us to be able to go there um, every, pretty much every month since we applied. It's it had a huge impact on us as a small business trying to grow our name. Mm-hmm. We've had a lot of exposure because of the night market, bringing, you know, thousands of people together in one place mm-hmm. um, on one night has given us the opportunity to, to show our name, show our logo, share our yeah. food, talk about ourselves and really get that exposure that we need to be able to go to the next level mm-hmm. as a small business, as a small food truck. So sure. how do you, how do you stand out in a, in a, in a gathering so large with like, you know, mm-hmm. dozens of vendors, like how do, how do you stand out as yeah. you know, new and different? It's hard. I mean, and there's such good food in Milwaukee. I mean, all right. of those vendors out there yeah, have yeah, amazing, I think I've eaten something from every single tent and food <laughs> truck at that place. So at the market. So, um, it's, it's really, 
it's really been fun to network with those people and it's all friendly competition. Um, and we just, our product is really something that we take pride in. It's very unique. Um, and that we do our dough from scratch. Everything is baked fresh, made by hand, um, and using very authentic recipes. I mean, it is our own, you know, authentic Peruvian recipe and inspiration from those Peruvian dishes that we know yeah. and love. Um, and so, really, just putting that love into our product sure. is what we're what we're excited about. And people, I think, can really can feel that and tell. And so, we'll have our regular customers that come seek us out, but then we definitely have mm -hmm. the passersby that are like, "Hey, what's a Peruvian empanada?" And we get to have that conversation. Sure. So, um, it's been really fun. Is there a regular customer that kind of like comes to mind that you could share a story of or that you want to like give a shout out to or oh my gosh we have so many we'll put you on it's the spot so, yeah <laughs> I can't I guess I can't think of um one specific well we had a lady the other day that was tagging us and she was like tagged us on Instagram that she was following us around the city yeah. following our van around the city for our empanadas um so shout out to oh, Dre yeah. on Instagram for that um mm -hmm. so that's great but yes we have so many people messaging us on Instagram and um we're getting to that point yeah. where we're getting those messages that make us feel really good and hey where are you today and so we're being um really you know posting right. our schedule as as we go and making sure that we have those people um updated yeah. on our location always right. so so if I want to find your location, the best way to do that is to go either like DM you on Instagram or yep. what, what is it? Yeah, yeah. You can DM us on Instagram. You can message us on Facebook. You can text our business cards, have our cell phone numbers actually. And mm -hmm. we really don't mind if you text us, oh, wow. um, but we post our schedule on social media. So this okay. summer we're actually at the Humboldt park beer garden, um, the vine mm -hmm. every day, Tuesday through Friday from 5 PM to nine 30. And on weekends we open at 11 AM. We're in the permanent um, concession location inside the park pavilion at Humboldt. Yeah. So you can find us there. Thank you all so much for listening to Bridget City. Remember, sound bites are not solutions, and we hope that you are excited about the night market, but also to get involved in the city in a new way. To reiterate how we are all about action here at Bridget City, I'm actually going to play us out of this episode with our guests' action steps. Uh, in the meantime, don't forget to rate, comment, share, and subscribe to Bridge City. Follow us on social media and become a supporter through Patreon. And as always, let us know how you have helped Bridge the City. One is go attend the night market and see what a diverse event looks like. Um, go there, stay there from like the 5 to 10 period or whatever time frame you can and watch how it changes overnight. And really take in the different people that are there because it's very cool to see and take in how everyone's joking and having fun. And then go to the part where they dance. It's kind of like in the central area. Go there and watch everyone dance together and have fun and live in this moment and really enjoy it and then figure out ways to replicate that or help people replicate that at their events or even give them awareness that this exists and that mm. this is really cool because I think that that part of the night market is talked about but then that's it there's nothing else that happens so take that energy and be able to morph it into something else whether it's you and how you choose to act and perceive this city or you helping out others or you even making others more aware um, I think is like my big thing right yeah, now that's solid Matt, do you have anything? Just willing to give back to the city at the end of the day. People tend to... How can I say this? Oh, just giving back to your community. Yeah, just giving back, helping out the city, giving ideas, being there to support groups, Taking events. Taking trash that you see on the side. Him and my brother do it. They try and pick up one piece of trash every day and put it... It's just like small, small things, things like that too. It doesn't need to be this large scale thing. Yeah. Just don't complain about something. Like I hate littering. So it's like, okay, I'm going to pick up a piece of trash. It's like, just do something instead of just complaining, essentially. Have action. Okay.
guess. I would say just always support small, shop local, support small business, um, skip Costco, skip all that. Go yeah. to us, go to the food trucks out there in your city. Those are all, um, you know, the hustle is real. The people that are working in those food trucks, that's their well-being. And so the support that you show us is awesome. Um, it makes a world of difference for us. Mm -hmm. So follow us on social media. Follow us um, as much as you possibly can all summer. We're only active for these three months of nice weather in Wisconsin. Oh, wow. So, okay. I mean, really, until the brick and mortar is open. Yeah, yeah. so um, just coming out and supporting at every festival you can. Um, it's fun for you guys, and it's, mm -hmm. it's great for us, too, and we get to meet you and um, really feel that support so yeah just follow our social media and keep keep shopping small right. keep supporting local <laughs> um i could suggest a lot being a social worker but <laughs> yeah um, no you can you can go there as well it doesn't have to be on brand with cuatro uno cuatro if you want to talk a little bit about uh your background as a social worker and what that means to be involved in the community in that capacity for sure yeah, I work more with teenagers, so I'm always trying to look for more opportunities for like inner city teens. So just trying to, you know, like be more aware and having just, I feel like we need just more things that we're doing like together in the community, more positive like area. So like, that's why I love the night market. I'll suggest it to the kids and their families because maybe they won't be able to afford to go places. They might it's not be free. able to. Yeah, it's free yeah, to it's attend. It's on the bus line. There's um, True School. It's usually DJs it. So yep. they and have, that's a youth organization, right? Right. Yes. Yeah, so that's something I always recommend to them is like a lot of the kids are into music, go to True School and all that. So um, just having a lot more like areas that we can all come together and see about what we can all develop and use our talents to bring more opportunities to Milwaukee, not only for us as um, businesses and everything, but just events for families, events for people to do something that's fun, do something that's safe, because a lot of my kids aren't always in the safest situation. So, Obviously, if you're trying to get involved, um, organizations, right, in so many different ways, whatever you can think of, there's an organization for it, you know, whether you like more um, growing foods organically and all that, to being, like like you said, True School and the whole hip-hop art, right, um, and obviously with New Walkie, you can volunteer with them to be volunteers and helping set up such a successful event. Um, even with ours, I mean, it takes as simple as sharing a post, liking, commenting, and that's free. That's simple. That's you don't even have to do too much other than you're already on your phone, right? Um, and yeah, I mean, get involved and look for something that you're passionate about and a uh, brand that you support and just try to provide some support for them because it is a lot of work to run brands. And yeah. obviously, sometimes when you can have that extra hand, it helps a lot. If you've ever purchased the product, we always tell people, make sure you hashtag us and tag us. We'd love to share the visual or the photo of them wearing it and sharing a little bit of what they do and why they love Milwaukee. It's just sharing that great positive message that Milwaukee is great because of the people that live in Milwaukee. Bridge the city. Whoa, whoa. Bridge the city. Yeah. Bridge the city. Yeah. Gotta bridge the city. The city. Bridge the city. Whoa, whoa. Bridge the city. Yeah. Bridge the city. Yeah. Gotta bridge the city.